Welcome to Huddle Up, brought to you by the Fields Huddle Group. Jaguar senior writer John Osher, NFL Network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks, and senior reporter J.P. Shatterick bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Huddle Up starts right now. Welcome in. It is Wednesday preseason week three. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. And a busy show ahead. Preseason week three against the Dolphins coming up Saturday. The game presented by Ticketmaster at the bank. Jaguar starters are playing. We'll get to that coming up. Some injury concerns, especially in the depth of the offensive line and a couple of starters down on the defensive line. And the roster has to go to 53 by Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. All of that coming up on Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. Fieldsauto.com. J.P. Shadrick with you. John Ozer alongside me here in the Hyundai Studios. The I'm right Miller, here. Miller Electric Center. Bucky Brooks is out in Los Angeles joining us now. Good afternoon, Bucky. What's up, man? Uh, what's up, guys? What's happening? Hyundai Studios. That's that's nice. It looks nice out there. You guys look uh, like you're properly taken care of. You're like you're living in the lap of luxury while we're recording the podcast. That's cool. It is luxurious. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah. Hannity is all about luxury, right? <laughs> right. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. New studios, and uh, now this show. I think it's the first time, Buck. Is is this the first time you've been on the Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks show this year? I it's think been it a minute. Is. Yeah, it 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 has. I think I missed the first two because the first one I was away, and then the second one we, oh, I was. We I think away. I might have been in Seattle. You guys were on location in Detroit. Yeah. But now we got you. Well, welcome, Bucky. This is yeah. JP. I don't know if you've met JP. I'm, I'm John. Let's talk a little. Oh, bit. nice, 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 nice meeting you guys. You guys look uh, good, well equipped. All things Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. you guys look great. Let's hear from the head coach earlier this week, setting the tone. They're going to play the starters this week against the Dolphins, maybe a half. And Coach Peterson asked Monday about his approach toward playing them versus keeping players healthy. I can't really worry too much about who gets hurt, this and that. If I do, then then people get hurt, right? I mean, I just think you, you practice and play um, just like you're getting ready for a regular season game, and, and um, our starters need some time together on the field, and, and uh, you know, uh, so they'll, they'll get that opportunity this week. And, I, and I'll – listen, I'll, I'll monitor it. I'll be, I'll be you know, um, on top of that too. So if, if, if I need to pull them out, I'll pull them out. But uh, right now it's still, still full steam ahead. So, Bucky, of course, last week the Jaguars in the practice field in Detroit had a few players go down with injury, some of the depth guys in the offensive line, and, you know, they didn't play in the game. Uh, the starters did not play in Detroit. So if you didn't play in Detroit, it would be, what, three weeks until you played football again. So at some point you got to get some reps and play some real game. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't go scared. And Doug Peterson is, is saying that basically you got to get guys ready to play in. You want to knock on wood and hope that none of your starters go down. But at the end of the day, it's football. And the only way to hit the ground running when the season kicks off in September is to make sure that you've given them enough reps to develop the chemistry and continuity that you have to have to play at a high level. Uh, unlike some coaches who want to ease into the season, take the first four games of the regular season to kind of figure out who they are and what they're about, Doug Peterson wants to make sure that he can kind of get a jump start on the rest of the league by having his guys ready to play from week one. Yeah, there's really games count. And uh... – yeah, you know, my sense and uh, Bucky, the ex-player, I got, I have a litany 
of questions for the scout, the player, the coach. We've got to everybody today, Buck. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, my thought has always been that um, as much as being physically ready, playing a couple of snaps for these starters, playing a couple of series for these starters, gets you sort of ready. It gets your body clock ready, meaning they're used to playing during the preseason. They're used to having a couple of rests for that. You know, I don't know that they're actually learning how to play as much as it just sort of gives them that confidence going into week one that they've done it already. Maybe they don't need it physically, but maybe they just need to tell themselves, okay, now I'm ready. Any thought on that, Buck? Well, I, I agree with you. Um, there's something to it that you can't simulate. Like whether we go and practice and we put the shells on, meaning the shoulder pads, but not the lowers, and you're thudding, but you're not tackling to the ground. At some point, man, you want to kind of like get your guys familiar with how the game is played. And it's played at a faster speed. It's played at a more violent uh, pace and tempo than you can recreate on the practice field. And so you got to get guys ready for that because if not, the first time that they play and get hit in a regular season game, they're going to lose the ball. They're going to take poor angles when it comes to tackling. Uh, there is something to having a live dress rehearsal that extends beyond a series or two. As Trevor Lawrence, we'll hear from him coming up, uh, actually available on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars YouTube channel, uh, the press conference after practice today with a quarterback. But I, I asked him, hey, do you guys, you know, you've game planned all your life, but is there more of a game plan this week in the preseason? He kind of looked at me like I was from Mars a little bit, I thought, and just kind of talking his way through it. Yeah, they do a little, but they're not really showing any new wrinkles. They're yeah, going up against was, certain looks. He was sort of trying to say it, it's more than the first two. Yeah preseason games but it ain't anything close they're not showing anything (laughs) they're not uh certainly not giving anything away that's secret and you really hardcore i mean especially doug and press they really hardcore game plan for opponents i doubt they're going nearly as in depth Uh, probably not staying here until one on a monday for this one you would hope not no i mean they're showing cards and stuff at practice bucky and all that kind of stuff so you, you you know they're looking at something but it's not a full They're not game running plan. the wishbone on fourth and one with ETN <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, the T formation is <laughs> not coming out. Yeah. No, they're not doing that. But you, you are going into the game with a couple of things that you want to check off the box. You want to see how the first uh, wide receiver core, that unit, how it looks uh, in comparison with – you want to see what that chemistry with them and number 16 is like because if you get off to a fast start, you feel good about that part. Uh, you want to see what the offensive line reshuffling does to impact your overall offensive potential. Uh, if you are if you have a couple guys unavailable, you have a new guy coming to start who is fine, but, you know, may not be before. You, you just have a bunch of different things that you're trying to evaluate. And so you just want to make sure that you feel great about that. And then defensively, you need these guys to play. And so you can continue to assess who is the nickel, who is going to be the big nickel, how are we going to play these different personnel groupings that we want. Um, and so you got a lot to get done in about a, a half of football. Let's hear from the offensive coordinator, Press Taylor, speaking with the media today. What does he want to see out of the starters Saturday? Similar thing as, you know, we talked about week one or preseason week one of seeing just a clean operation. You know, you want to see clear communication. It's our chance to be at home. You kind of want the butterflies of these guys getting in a game and understanding they're about to get tackled. Uh, you know, there's pressure on the line. If you don't convert, you're you're punting and all that type of stuff. So you really just want to try to get that smoothed out for the guys so that week one, it's not the first time they've felt that way or communicated in a huddle or broken a huddle together and all that stuff. So um, clean operation, 
from a communication substitution standpoint. And then you want to see them execute. Again, it's still a somewhat of a core game plan for us. It's not exotic stuff. So you just want to go out and see clean execution out of these guys making plays too. Clean, clean, clean. That's what they need. And uh, for the most part, I mean, they they got in and out of the huddle against Dallas. Now they threw an interception on in the second play and then went three and out and got a short field and had a fourth down touchdown. That was really the only outing for the starting offense this whole preseason, John. Yeah, yeah. And, and they definitely want to feel cleaner than that. I, I mean, they want to score touchdowns. I would guess if, if you ask Trevor, uh, rather not throw picks mm-hmm. than automatically have to have touchdowns at the end of your drive. You know, if, if they move, if they feel good, if they feel like they're in a rhythm, I think they'll be happy. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, I think – They'll definitely want to come out of that at least scoring seven, Buck, and uh, probably 14 to feel really good uh, going into it. It's not a crisis if you don't, but it'll sure make those 15 days, uh, I would think, a lot more pleasant, right? Yeah, absolutely. Make it uh, more pleasant. And you want to leave a lasting impression. And so if the first team offense and defense, but the first team offense in particular, if they're racing up and down the field, scoring points, may you feel great about what potentially you can have during the regular season, but if they're bogged down, they can't convert first downs. They're just having a tough time just getting out of their own way. Then you have some issues and you'll go back and you'll uh, cross reference like those things to make sure like, okay, here's where we were a couple of weeks ago. This is what it looks like now. Okay. We're still on schedule. And so, but you would like to make sure that the last time this unit uh, takes snaps together in the preseason, it looks like they're ready, regular season ready. I'm going to ask the analyst. I got here's a list. Tonight. I'm on down my list. Laundry list. Um, it, it, and I I tend not to get really caught up in this storyline, but it does matter for this team. The fast start issue. They clearly a slow starting team last year, and clearly a very good team once Trevor really got going at whatever mm-hmm. point in the game that he got going. It, it, is there anything? Uh, uh, to that, is that just Trevor Bucky? Is, you know, is there a way to improve that? It's kind of a silly question because if they could, they would. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, if you want to get your quarterback off to a fast start, what you do is you, you have a collaborative effort to put down your first 15. Most teams start with 15 plays that are scripted, and they kind of work down the list to make sure that there's certain touch points that they want to get to where they throw a different – disguise a different wrinkle or whatever and see how the defense reacts uh he's good good to go so what i want to see from trevor is i want to see him continue to knock down the layups i wanted to see him continue to move the chains i want to see and feel this offense have a rhythm and regardless of whether it ends up in points or not i just want to see how this team operates and flows after getting two three four first downs in succession that would be a great indicator on what this offense can be. Plenty ahead. We'll go to the defensive side of the ball in just a moment. And if you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With the bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. We're a work in progress. You know, we're out there um, 
we did some good things in the preseason, done a couple good things uh, out there on the field against our offense. It's just uh, day by day, we come in here and try to get better. We focus on certain things and sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Turnovers and tackling has been one thing we've really harped on and that's starting to show up a little bit. So hopefully that continues, but you know, it's early and they come in bunches. We just have to continue to work on it, continue to talk about it. And you know, once the season comes, uh, hopefully they'll continue to come. Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell earlier this week. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier in Jacksonville, Bucky Brooks in Los Angeles. The Jaguars will be in Jacksonville Saturday, 7 o'clock kickoff time against the Miami Dolphins. Starters will go for the Jags. And a couple on defense will not go. Foley Fadakasi, Devon Hamilton, Coming up with injuries within the last week or so. Fadakasi injured in practice. Hamilton on the non-football injury list. So, um, you know, Bucky, we'll, we'll get a look at some of the depth guys on the defensive line, it feels like, at least this week. We'll see how Fadakasi trends moving ahead in the next two weeks before the regular season opener. There's, it feels like there's some hope for him to be ready to roll. Uh, week one in Indianapolis. Still no real word on Devon Hamilton and a timetable or anything with that. So, um, it's really the first on the defensive side big issue that's popped up in the injury front this uh, whole training camp, Bucky. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that you have some injuries, but that's kind of a part of the training camp process. I think the big thing when you're looking at the defense in the front line is um, continue to monitor Trayvon Walker's progress to see where he's going to fit into the equation how he's going to be able to be a disruptive force at the point of attack, if at all. Uh, you're trying to look and see who are going to be the pass rushers outside of Josh Allen that can get to the quarterback. Um, which one of the young guys can maybe be a compliment? We've talked about Mr. Abdullah and, and those guys. Can can someone else emerge as a guy that can give you five or six sacks? Because this is a team that should play with a lot of leads. And the thing about playing with the lead, you should have more pass rush opportunities. Now you got to turn those opportunities into sacks, but the expectations that this front line should be better regardless of the injuries at the front line right now. Yeah, I think Hamilton's a big story. And uh, I don't have a feel for when he'll be back. Uh, it it felt early in camp and even against Dallas like he was a guy who might get some interior disruption. Uh, and interior disruption, uh, 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 most teams can't really rely on it. If you get mm -hmm. it, it really helps those outside guys. So, uh he felt like a guy who was trending toward being that. Uh, and I think early in training camp, they really thought that combination of Fadakasi, Hamilton, and Roy Robertson-Harris were going to be a base they could build this thing around. Uh, it's, w it, it's way too early and inaccurate to say that's gone. But you really want that. You really want those three big guys. Those are your three big guys. Jeremiah Ledbetter played well on Saturday. Yeah. I think he becomes mm -hmm. a pretty important storyline for this. Did what we see Saturday, was that just because it was against twos? Or can he sort of have some rush and disruption against ones? Uh, I, I I look forward to seeing that a little bit on Saturday. He's played for so many different teams, Bucky, yeah. over the years. I mean, like I mean, a bunch of different teams in the league. He's never really had a chance to – to stick anywhere, maybe this is. This but sometimes those linemen develop yeah. and are in their fifth year or so, yep. all of a sudden figure it out. They're big bodies and they can move a little bit. So maybe Bucky, maybe he's a guy like that. Yeah, maybe he is a guy like that. And you would love for some of those stories to kind of 
come true and for him to be a feel-good story in Jacksonville while also being a productive player. Uh, as you guys are pointing out, he's played with a bunch of different teams. But I can say just because he's been let go by a previous team doesn't mean he's not a right fit for the Jaguars. You want to investigate and see it, but you love what you've seen thus far. He's flashed. He's been consistent. He's put up numbers. How does he fit in? Those things kind of factor in, but he's not the only one. There are a handful of other guys that you're trying to see kind of fit into the mix and try to figure out, okay, how do we put this together so we have the best 53 available each and every Sunday? Bucky, where are you on the third corner situation? Trey Herndon and Gregory Jr. seem to be the names that are popping out more than others right now. Well, the conservative coach of me would say, hey, let's go with uh, the experienced vet. We know what we have in, in Trey Herndon. But the evaluator, the scout in me would say, no, nah, let's put the young guy out there and let's see the swim. It really depends on where the team is. The team is at a place where they're vying to not only secure uh, a division crown, but they're loosely targeting the number one seed. And so you don't want to give away games. So it's important that when you look at the tape of the young guy, how does he handle the emotional ups and downs that are associated with playing the position? Because he go give up some, he may make some, he give some. So you're trying to figure that out. But I mean, Gregory Jr. has been good. I just think right now, you probably give the nod to Herndon with the expectation by week four, the young guy should be in the lineup. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I, I don't want to say it comes down to Saturday, but this may be one of those where uh, Saturday can help tilt it because I don't know that they've decided on this one yet. This feels like it's still a battle. And, and to your point, Bucky, and by week four, the, things can change. I mean, it's not a done deal where he has to play all 17 games. That can, that can adjust depending on the opponent, too. Who you're lining up against? Do they bring an extra safety in that spot instead if it's a bigger offense? I mean, there's all those options, too, right? Yeah, all those options, and you want to have all those at your uh, disposal if you might call well, because you can play different teams with different styles of offense. So you got to have some guys that can uh, cut down, take it on, and, and, and do those things. But you also going to have some of these diverse spread attacks where you got to be able to play man to man and get sticky coverage to be able to keep this other team out of the end zone. And so, Mike Oliver, the staff, Doug Peterson, they're trying to figure out the right combination because how many pass rushers do you keep, and if you keep an additional pass rusher at the expense of a cornerback or a cover guy. And so you, you're just trying to put this puzzle together. And oh, by the way, you also would be scouring the waiver wire looking for some guys that also might have some tools that can help you. Who would they be in the claim order? Like 23rd, something like that? Yeah, I looked at it. You never know. It's you in that know, range. You well, never know who may come, yeah, who may know, come through. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It's not impossible. Let's put it that way. If it's not impossible, then it's yeah. possible. Definitely. If there's one or the other. <laughs> That's right. Uh, sticky coverage, an, a Buckyism there. Well, it's yeah. I've I've been without Buckyisms for a couple of weeks now, so I feel <laughs> oh, refreshed. So you're ready? So you're ready, you're ready it's for like a cool drink of water. Yeah, I mean that's the number one thing. Like, one A, one B is pass rush and then coverage. And can you find uh, a set of coverages that best match the personnel that is available in the back end? Um, as much as they wanted to come out and play man to man, they found they didn't necessarily have the personnel. So now if you want to play more zone, do you have the personnel uh, that can that can play, that can key it, diagnose it, and react quickly? So they feel like they're also on autopilot. So there are a lot of things to consider. What does your sub situation look like? A lot of things Mike Caldwell has to sort out. But this final game will give him a chance to get some of those answers. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Well, check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair Furniture for fans in a moment calvin ridley on 
his role and other receivers' role in this offense. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. This offense is so versatile. I mean, the more you know, the better you know you can be used. Uh, right now, I think you know, we're, especially with adding with me, obviously they already know it, but I've gotten caught up so much with them, and now I think the things that we're doing is going to be so cool because Trevor has so much room to just do whatever he kind of wants, and he can just give us this and that and that and that, and we all know what to do. I really think, I mean, with me, Kurt, Zay, Ag, Evan, Et, Tank, I mean, bro, I mean. We just gotta play good, <laughs> practice good, play good, bring it to the game. And I, I got, I have, a, I'm a believer. I have all the faith. I practice with these guys for this long. I'm a believer, man. It's, it's Jags or nothing. So I believe we can, we can do it. Jags or nothing Ooh, could be well, the new mantra. That is Calvin Ridley, Jaguars wide receiver. Welcome back. It is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Ozer, and Jacks. Bucky Brooks in L.A. Uh, and that's part of a conversation available now on the official Jaguars podcast network. I caught up with Calvin earlier this week, and it's revealing. He's excited. He's fired up. You can tell that. It seemed like the whole interview, he was smiling the whole time. Yeah, and, you know, it was a simple way to put it, and it sounds sort of self-explanatory, but he said it early in the conversation or early in that quote. They just have to play good, and that's okay. Well, that's obvious. You got to play good to win. But it, it, what he's saying is, it's all there. If they play as well as mm-hmm. they can, this offense, uh, there's five, six guys. I was talking to Christian Kirk about it yesterday. There's five or six guys who you won't be surprised if they score two touchdowns in a game. You know. Kirk, Ingram, Jones, Ridley, Tank, ETN, Trevor. There's an unbelievable amount of firepower. You just got to play good, Buck. I mean, look, yeah, that's that's it's a bottom line business. So the performance is everything, but the production should be there. I'm on record. I've said it. I've said it on the podcast multiple times. I believe that they can have three 1,000-yard receivers, you know, and a thousand-yard back. Um, and I don't have to really put names on it. I would expect Calvin Ridley to certainly be one of those guys, but it could be. Uh, Christian Kirk, he could be Zay Jones, he could be Evan Ingram. Any of those remaining three can certainly go over the mark. And then with Travis Etienne, what he's going to find, he's going to have so much more room to operate because you're going to have to double-team Kevin Ridley. To Kevin Ridley that has been on the practice field shows up game one, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for defenders. And quickly, defensive coordinators are going to have to adjust. And some of that adjustment is going to require them to take people out the box. That creates lanes for Travis Etienne. It creates opportunities for the others. For the first time in a long time, I can't even remember the time that Jacksonville had really had an offensive-led attack. But this is one that should be productive, explosive, fun to watch, put a lot of points up on the board. It's going to be a different a different feel in the bank. Yeah, JP, I think what Bucky said that really resonated with me just now, um, it's vogue sometimes when analyzing teams for teams to sort of say, well, they've got to take our number one receivers away, our number one receiver away and, and not double them. I think that's said more often than it's reality. But mm-hmm. when you watch Ridley, you think, I mean, I can only go back to when I was covering Marvin, uh, Marvin Harrison in Indy and, and Jimmy here. Other teams said, if we don't double cover those guys, we are going to lose the game because they will yes. beat single and we will not have a chance to win. So there's a difference between that and a normal one who teams mm-hmm. can say, well, it's fine. We don't really have to double. Yeah. So 
Ridley looks like a guy with his skill set. If if you don't have a couple guys on him and they get blocked, I mean, and and you block the D line, he's going to score th- two or three touchdowns, and you're going to lose the game. So it's a it's a big difference. I think he's that guy, and if you double him, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, one of those guys is going to have single, and and they can both beat it. And That's the formula tight, in this league. And there's a tight end yeah. too. I mean, there's all those options. And then you got Tank. Oh, it, it, yeah. I'm not sure, Bucky. You know, Tank Bigsby to me looks like a oh. starting front line running back in this oh, league. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! My guy's giving away. You giving away starting jobs over there, Jail? <laughs> giving away starting jobs. After I'm not saying he's going to start, but this a plant. But I mean, would you be? Okay. You know, I I love Travis and what he brings. Would you be worried? If you have to go into games with Tank as a starter, because he's 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 shown far more than I anticipated seeing. Uh, watching him, one at Auburn, loved how he was a downhill runner, loved the violence and physicality that he displayed. But he's even different than just being a traditional downhill runner. What he displayed against Detroit, being able to scoot and cut and get to the outside, uh, that's high end running back mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the, the thing about it, and I'm, I'm so fascinated by what Doug Peterson is going to do with this this running back backfield. I will never say because it's a bad thing, but you like having options. You like having the ability to change the game and, hey, you know what? We're going to go 11 personnel tank, but tank is in the game. We're going to go 12 personnel, but Travis, you're in, and we got Calvin and such and such in. Like it, a lot of flexibility. And the one thing that we've already seen very early in the tenure, Doug Peterson is a masterful play designer. And so when you talk about Kevin Ridley being a special route runner, someone who has extraordinary skills as a number one, Doug Peterson is going to dial up plays to get him loose. He also is going to find a way for Tank Bigsby to be a major factor in this offense. Yeah, I think I love Bigsby it. I mean, I love what we're seeing. Is a, and I want to make sure this is this is heard right. I think he's a thousand yard running back who may not get the opportunity in this offense. To get a thousand yards, if you follow, like in in a different oh. era, uh, when it was run centric league, mm-hmm. I think he's a big time, big time running back. Uh, they'll find a way to use him. I don't know if if it, in this offense with this many weapons, with Travis Etienne Ooh. who has to have, but I think he is a player capable, clearly of doing that. Whether or not he gets a chance to do it in this offense this year with this many weapons is a different story, Bucky. Oh, JP, I was I was I was, I was getting worried. Well, I thought John. Was over there talking about we're gonna have three thousand yard receivers, two thousand yard backs. I was like, hey, like don't put that on me. I think he's capable. He has that ability, (laughs) but in this offense, he won't get a chance to do it. I mean, you're over playing Madden over here. Yeah, look, I I know we're gonna bust the clock and we're gonna put up numbers. I do expect this offense to be really explosive. I expect to be a top five offense, not only in yardage put up, but I think points are gonna be at a premium because Trevor Lawrence is very comfortable. We've seen that, but. Yeah, the, the running back combination, look, I feel bad, right, because we talked in the game about the Ernest Johnson and then get your Michael Hasty and look, last year they took Stukana and just sitting there like, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be around, but I know Tank and Travis in the end are going to play a lot because they have to because when you see them, they're different. Travis is a nice uh, scat back that can, like, hit it a few different ways. He can catch out the backfield, but Bigsby giving them that presence and go all the way back to Philadelphia. And Doug has talked about the running back by committee that he had. He always had a big back, and that back back then was a Garrett Blunt. And so the physical 
nature, the the the, the way that Bigsby runs, he's going to carve out a nice role for himself in this offense. He's big. He's tall. Yeah, and, and yeah. It's like Bucky said the other day, uh, the way he, his feet as he hits the hole, he stays over his feet and then he accelerates out of the hole. He, he's uh, he's interesting. I, I I don't think again. I don't I don't think we'll get a chance to see him quite as much. Uh, in that prototypical old school running back role, because this isn't an old school offense, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Doug uses him. I'll I'll just reiterate yeah. what Bucky yeah, said on that. It, no, it, it it it'll be funny. Like I I could envision him being the guy that goes in every third series. Maybe maybe you have a two to one, like a, 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 a like maybe he gets thirty three percent of the stuff where Travis would take two series, then in comes. Tank Bisbee to do some things. Maybe he's the guy in four minutes to close the game out. But the better you are, the more productive he is, the more that Doug will find a way to kind of work him into the rotation and use him as a regular playmaker. The Dolphins-Jaguars game in preseason week three is brought to you by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. And, of course, Hey, tickets are available for the game Saturday. Call 633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. Final thoughts in a moment. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. We're back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. Fieldsauto.com. Feels like the Jags have stepped up to luxury with the weapons on offense. We've talked through that a lot, of course. The uh, defense uh, looking to improve in key areas. There's a couple of injuries up front. We'll keep an eye on the next week or two, but um, ready to roll week one. And now all of a sudden, week one, uh, there's questions, of course, in Indianapolis. What's going on with the Colts? Richardson's going to start there at quarterback, but the running back our room is up in the air right now, Bucky. That's a couple of weeks away. We've got plenty of time to discuss that. Chiefs are coming in week two. Uh, then week three is here at home. Then it's off to London two games. It's a first-place schedule in the back end. It uh, gets a little um, – you know, some good teams come into Jacksonville late in the year. But um, we're there. We're on the doorstep. One more preseason game, Bucky, to go before we can really get to real football. Yeah, one more preseason game to go, but it's really important that uh, this game is handled the right way, not only in terms of evaluating the players at the bottom of the roster, making sure you solidify your 53 and your practice squad, but it's about the rhythm that both first-team units display. How efficient and effective are we on offense? Is the execution look like it's at a high level? And then defensively is, do you see good tackling like we've seen throughout the the preseason? Do you see a high level of execution and understanding of what Mike Caldwell is asking them to do. And then you just see the guys flying around where you can feel their energy and intensity as they get ready for that first game. You want to see all those things. You want to be able to check off all those boxes and feel great about what you've done in training camp in the preseason. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, game to watch the defense. Uh, The Dolphins have weapons, obviously. Uh, So you want to see them be able to get them off the field at least a few times and, and look like they can get some pressure and can cover. So I think that's something a lot of people are going to watch. Haven't talked about that that much this preseason because it's so hard to tell with the defense when you're not playing first-team guys against first-team guys. And, and they really haven't done that at all this preseason. So it's the defense's first shot against the first-team offense, and, that, and that'll be interesting. 
And you open up the bank for the first time in right. this year. Uh, first time an actual game's been in there since the uh, wild card playoff game. Fans are getting a chance to come see the Jags and a good opportunity to see the Jags. The, the starting Jags getting about uh, two quarters in this game, and Trevor said he's fired up to see the fans back, and I think we all are. Bucky, it's going to be a fun experience on Saturday night. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, this is one that you want to make sure you pay close attention to. A lot on the line for a lot of young guys that are playing. Uh, for their NFL careers. This should be fun. The intensity should be off the charts. Hope they let me cover it, JP. Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we'll see you there. That's John Osier. Bucky, we will uh, certainly see you there, and we'll, they'll see you on television, too. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. Bucky Brooks, John Osier. I'm JP Shadrick. Thanks to our entire crew, and thanks to you for watching Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks.